The night has come. A pale moon shines below, and the stars are twinkling lights. It must be time for Night Blues Radio. We'll be moving to the groovy music, getting lost in the words, and the entranced by timeless art. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in. We're glad that you've come to listen. another episode of Night Moves Radio. On this episode, we have a poet and author, Kashiana Singh, and she um, is originally from India and now lives in the uh, Chicago area in Illinois. Um, thank you for joining us, Kashiana. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. So, um, we, I do have some poetry here on our Night Moves Radio. I've spoken with other poets. Um, we speak to a variety of people. We have spoken to authors and music, musicians and artists, directors. And um, I'm trying to get more poets. And um, I know you do some poetry, and you've also done a TED Talk. Um, and I believe you're trying to get a message with some of your work. So if you want to tell our audience about yourself and what is it you do and about it, that would be great. Absolutely. So, yeah, thank you so much for the introduction. That was great. Uh, Yes, I am originally from India. I live in Chicago, and that probably feeds into what I do, what I write, uh, and what what kind of incorporates my voice, Ariana. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I am am a woman. It's a strong voice that comes through. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I don't just mean a woman as in the force of a woman voice, but the vulnerability of being a woman, mm-hmm. the relationships um, in in my transition from my home country to now my home country, which is uh, the U.S., I mm-hmm. have had a long-distance marriage, so there's a relationship aspect that flows through mm-hmm. in my writing as well. Um, there's also the tenderness of relationships in terms of parents mm-hmm. and elders in the family um, that comes through. So there's that aspect as well. And then you mentioned the TED Talk, but uh, I like to call myself a work practitioner. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if that's a, that's a real world or I invented the word, but mm-hmm. my TED Talk was really about uh, work as worship. Mm-hmm. And so that is another big piece of what comes through in my writing and forms a part of who I am, which is living your daily routines with the sense of bringing meditation and worship to it and finding the signs that you need to. So most of my inspiration happens as I'm just living my daily life, right? Mm -hmm. I have a full-fledged corporate job. I'm actually in my office right now as I speak (laughs) with you at this time. Uh, I I have a full-fledged job, so it's not like I set out time and sit near the lake and go to go <laughs> on the mountains and and write I just write in my head uh, on my phone notepad as I'm driving to work going back from work thinking about things and just going through my daily routine so uh-huh. in a sense I bring my work pract- practitioner self my woman self and also my cross-cultural and the fact that I've traversed many different countries locations uh, even as a child mm-hmm. I haven't lived in one 
city for more than three years. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of different locations that flow into my writing as oh, well. Oh, I can imagine. I, I am kind of curious about one thing, if you don't mind me interrupting. You, you know, you've probably had to adjust to the culture here in the United States. Um, I guess what I'm wondering, what is the difference of being a woman in India versus being a woman in um, the United States? I mean, are I'm are women, do they hold down, you know, full careers in India or, in, um, or how does that work? Yeah, um, it's, that, that could be a long talk, right? So <laughs> I'll try and keep it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very interesting topic. It yeah. also has a lot of different layers to it. I uh-huh. remember, but at a very simple level, uh, I think there is almost two parallel cultures in mm-hmm. India. Uh, there's the metropolitan mm-hmm. culture. Uh, which is the larger cities, that's around 8 or 10 of the large cities, and you will see women holding full-time careers, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a corporate career or it's entrepreneurship or it's a business, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there are also then the smaller subset towns uh, or smaller suburbs where you may not see uh, the same thing happening Mm -hmm. as much as it may happen in the larger metropolitan areas. so I think it's it, that's the beauty of India uh, is that you get to see experience almost three or four subcultures oh, wow. within one culture. That's yeah. pretty neat. I always kind of wondered about that because you know I know I've talked you know some people who's come from India to the United States and I always wondered how much of a culture shock that was. So yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great question, and it almost deserves its own topic for another oh, show. Oh, yeah, I can imagine, and I would probably be very interested in hearing about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I had to ask. <laughs> um, I do, and something else I noticed about the difference between India and the United States, um, I do know some poets, and, you know, they do kind of talk about poetry, or maybe I'm just living in the wrong area, but to me, I feel like, and if you can tell me I'm wrong, it's okay, but I feel like India, like, poetry is really important and more popular over in the India part of the country than it is here in the United States, because I've met more um, people from India who are poets online than I have from the United States. Oh, yeah, you hit a great, great point. That is true. Um, And I'd spend probably two minutes in it, again, like I've said cultures and subcultures and generational differences. So Mm -hmm. the one important thing to know about India, which you probably know, but important to note as it feeds into our discussion, Ariana, is the fact that it's it's got a very large young youth population, Mm -hmm. right, because of the population size. So it's one of the countries that the population is a disadvantage, but then the advantage is a large portion of the population is young mm-hmm. um, and in their 20s and early 30s, right? So they are driving a lot of the change oh, wow. in the country. Uh, so that links to your point. So a lot of the online presence, like you said, mm-hmm. is driven by this young group of poets. And I was in India actually just around three months ago and I got invited to uh, one of the poetry readings mm-hmm. uh, that they had. And I can tell you, I was... I was an outlier in terms of my age. Mm-hmm. Everybody there, there were around six other poets there, and everybody was in the age group of probably 25 to 35 years. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So there is a lot. You are 100% right. There is a lot of cultural shift in terms of poetry becoming the language of the youth. Uh, you are seeing that online. But keep that to the side for a second. Uh-huh. It is important to understand that most 
ancient scriptures, right? Not just India, but mm-hmm. even if you look at the scriptures across the world, most ancient scriptures, including the Bible, mm-hmm. are written in poetry. Oh, for sure, right? Psalms. And, and, yeah, and, and India is a country of a lot of ancient scriptures. Um, and so as we are getting the youth engaged in poetry, one of the things which is advantageous is they are also engaging in rediscovering the ancient scriptures and understanding that literature mm-hmm. one more time. So it's, oh, it's, wow. the, it's, the, it's almost like a blending of the new mm-hmm. uh, with the classical happening at this point in time, like a melting pot. That's uh, really awesome. <laughs> That's great. I wish we had, I guess, I feel like right now United States is more of a, the, the baby boomers and a lot of the people who grew up during Vietnam and um, a lot of that. And there's still more of them than there are of the young folks. So, um, and I I like how the younger people in your country are kind of moving things forward, but yet you still have your older culture. So then it really makes a a nice blend. And I kind of wish we had something like that here. Yes, yes, that's a that's a that's a great uh, pleasure. I, I mean, I can tell you, I read a lot of the younger Indian poets. I'm also a big fan of, of course, I'll be amiss if I don't mention our very own Joy Harjo and how mm-hmm. much she's inspiring, and our old folks like Mary Oliver and others. But I, re, I like the advantage I get therefore is I get exposed to a lot of wow. Indian writing, which is really fresh uh, as well. Oh, that that's just wonderful. That's awesome. So, um, so what exactly is it you know that you do? I know you said you kind of use worship. You work as worship, um, and like a work practitioner. You wanted to kind of describe, like, you know, what it is that you do. You know, with all of that. Yeah, I can take a couple of uh, few minutes to do that. And mm-hmm. so, I work in a typical uh, corporate job. I'm I'm actually a, a director. Uh, of outsourcing uh, in a large benefits administration company mm-hmm. and have been in this job for uh, close to 13, 14 years now, Ariana, and I have mm-hmm. been in the corporate world now for close to 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but when I say work practitioner, what I mean by that is as I've, as I've worked through different organizations across the countries, across different locations, there is very often a sense and a common dialogue that occurs about there is work and then there is the outside mm-hmm. right so I will do what I need to do at work and mm-hmm. then I will go find myself yeah I'll go connect with myself I find I totally find understand what I need to do outside <laughs> that's kind of how and, I am <laughs> yeah yeah right so mm-hmm. and, and my my take is and my take and people have often this this is how I had I went and crystallized my own thought process because people always ask me the question about, A, you work in a typical heavy, heavy corporate job. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, you write poetry, right? A, the two don't seem to go, <laughs> go together. <laughs> uh, and B, how, how do you find uh, the ability to be stress-free and to engage in things that are not necessarily your direct job responsibilities? And in thinking and reflecting to myself, I think that comes from simple things like if I am teaching a training class in a classroom mm-hmm. at work, what I draw from it is um, that I'm connecting with the youth that would be the age of my brother who I lost to a tragedy a couple of years ago. So my connection at that point when I'm teaching that audience Mm -hmm. as a corporate job is I am teaching people 
who are the same age as what my brother might have been. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Uh, if I'm writing an email to a client, in my head, I'm translating that to say, this is another place for you, Kashyana, to practice your writing capabilities. How oh. can you make this better? Most right? definitely, yeah. How can you make this more effective? Uh, which word can you use to make sure the message is, uh, is delivered more effect effectively? So mm -hmm. in simple words, that's what I mean by a work pr practitioner is you mm -hmm. don't have to go outside to find that that yourself, that stability, that worship, you can find it in your day-to-day -day work, whatever it is that you may be doing. Yeah, that uh, makes a lot of work. sense. That's, those are good things to do. That You can kind of look at work a whole different way. Yes. Yeah, yes. cool. So, uh, Kashiana, uh, how long have you been writing? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, but it's also, I think, it's hard. I've been writing forever, mm -hmm. Ariana. I would say, like I think my first real, what I would call as what turned out to be a poem, mm -hmm. uh, was probably when I was eleven mm -hmm. years old, um, and I wrote something. I don't even remember for what right now, but I know very well that there was a little celebration at the dining dining table with my family because Aww. my dad was a lover of writing and he said wow like that truly is a good poem and you should write that's uh, so more. awesome and from there on there was no stopping uh, i have been always writing i became more present online uh -huh. uh, with my blog around five years ago uh -huh. um, when i moved to the united states i moved like i said we were in a my husband was still in India for almost three, four years. That mm -hmm. probably gave me both the motivation as well as the time mm -hmm. <laughs> to be able to write. So I did a lot of uh, online at that point in time. And it, it has just continued from there. And I try to write every day. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yes. I think it's hard for writers to not write something every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you had your family support and that your dad was a writer. I mean, my family supports me, but I started writing at a young age myself. And I used to do stories, but when I switched to poetry, if I would share it with someone in my family, the first question they'd usually ask me is, well, what does that mean, or what are you trying to say? Right. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> oh my god you know I can imagine right yeah. yeah it's good for your parents and your family or whoever you care about their opinion mm -hmm. to be a good critique it, it is of what you're doing because then uh, but also to be a supporter yeah things are important and yeah. like when they would ask those questions i'd feel like maybe i wasn't writing it clear enough and it kind of would frustrate me so right. you know um you know it was really hard but then i started sharing more of it with my teachers and they would like tell me how good it was and you know and they loved I, like, I give tons of my poems away to teachers as a kid I like continue to do that and oh, so I love that. yeah that adorable. yeah they they loved it so like I had their support so then I felt like well somebody likes my po poetry and likes what I was doing so even though I maybe oh. have not had the com I'm not saying this is a bad thing for my parents but maybe I didn't I may not have the full support or maybe they didn't yes. understand yes. poetry at home but I had teachers who did so that yes. that helped Yes, you, you found that in the, I mean, there's, like, each one of them played their own role, right? Yeah, giving you most definitely. You today, so, oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I had several teachers that were wonderful inspirations. So, I mean, that's what continued, made me keep writing. So, um, and then now, you know, with the, the, the birth of the internet and then, you know, uh, social media, uh, 
blogging. Yes. I mean, it's really given a platform for writers to expose themselves. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, I think you you probably feel the same. Mm-hmm. Somehow, the overall world politics has further flamed writing, right? Mm-hmm. To, oh, yeah. To an extent. Most yeah. definitely. So, that that's great. I love that, you know, you had that support early on because it means so much. It does. Absolutely does. Um, so... I was trying to read through your bio. Now, you said you've you've been published in different uh, poetry platforms, and I'm trying to read back through it again. Had You said you have published a book, or? Yes, 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 yes. I have published a book. Uh, do you want me to yes. tell you yeah, a little yeah. about it? Talk about your book. Okay. Uh, I'm proud to do that. You know, it's you know, it's like how a book is like your baby. Oh, right? totally. You can almost hear me <laughs> smiling as oh, I yes. tell you <laughs> about my book. Uh, so it's called uh, my book is called uh, Shelling Peanuts uh-huh. and Stringing Words, and uh, it it's a book of poetry, of course. Uh-huh. And I published it. Um, I I launched it on. Uh, Christmas. Um, that's my birthday, also. Oh my gosh, that's then, so cool! Uh, it actually, it actually came to the market. I think it was the first week of January uh-huh. uh, this year. Uh, it's a collection of poems. Uh, it's it's divided into eight subsections, like we almost very often do, mm-hmm. uh, Ariana, and just like clubbing our poetry into different themes. Mm-hmm. And um, the themes range. So, like I said earlier, there's. There's a section called Remembered Routines. Mm-hmm. It's about day-to-day routines. And the first poem is actually Shelling Peanuts. <laughs> cool. uh, uh, and it was actually last two, last two years ago. It, it was written in my living room, sitting in front of the fireplace and shelling peanuts oh. with my dad. Well, that's just the perfect setting. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, then there's a section about relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something called the embroidery of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, that talks about relationships. Uh, there is a there is a there's a section about just death and yearning and mm-hmm. dealing with death of close ones mm-hmm. um, in your family. There is one about it's called an abridged world. Uh, it's about basically confronting mortality mm-hmm. um, and counting bridges and borders. And then the last one is uh, about. Uh, it's more the Mary Oliver inspired. It's on seasons and nature and the changing seasons in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, then there's one about people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on portraits of different people. It could be somebody I saw walking down the road or mm-hmm. it could be a character from an old story. And then the last one uh, is just about things. Like there's a poem in that which is called Keepsake. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother likes to knit. A lot, and she knits a lot of blankets, so it's actually on on a blanket knitted by my, oh, so by neat. my mother. Very cool. It sounds like you kind of hit on all aspects of life. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, yes. And it, and remember, this is my first book, so it took a. It, it probably is a collection that came together over the last five, six years. Oh, wow. um, that sounds great that for a first collection. Oh my gosh, it's like so much better than the first one I put together. <laughs> you get a lot of topics. It's really good. <laughs> my first yeah, one, it was I probably, okay. I probably had a lot of time thinking about it. So. Oh yeah, most definitely. Like mine is pretty simple <laughs> but uh yeah yours it sounds great um is it available on amazon 
It is on Amazon. Uh, it is actually on Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. I would love for you to read it. I'd like to send you a copy, actually, and get your feedback on Ooh, it. That would be I will great. truly respect your feedback. Oh, I would love to. I mean, I, I like all your sections that you broke it up into. I mean, I mean, you, you wrote a poem from sitting in front of the fire shelling peanuts with your dad. I mean, that's just like the perfect peaceful setting. <laughs> I mean, how much better does it get than that? <laughs> I mean, you know, and then, of course, you know, in my area, we have a lot of Amish community and a lot of people who garden and live out in the country. Oh. So then someone might write a poem about snapping the green beans, you know, when you grow green beans and people Amazing, snap right? them, yes, you know, so, exactly. so, you know, they, exactly. so that way it's kind of where the cultures is a little different. They'd be talking about or working out in the garden with their mother or their grandmother or on the exactly. farm. So, you know, or <laughs> baking cookies, you know, I mean, so, I mean, that's just a kind of culture because it's it's a little bit um more like okay our town it's it's great it's so charming so it's like a st- I it's, it. it's i'm gonna i'm gonna come visit you one oh day you should sure. it's I'm like sure you're not very far it's it, it should. It's like a step back in time. I mean, I mean, it's it's such a charming little town. So, and to see the different, you know, if you see Arthur compared to like Chicago, I've been in Chicago a few times, and I felt like a mouse. So, I'm sure. <laughs> so, I'm sure you did. <laughs> so you know, I've grown up in small towns. I mean, Chicago's a great place to visit. Um, they've got great museums. And um, but yeah, I, I'm just imagining you the different ways you can you talk about changing the seasons of New York and it's actually colder than you know the further north you go so you know yes, it is. and you know, you deal with what they call it the windy city so I mean I'm just thinking of all the different just cultures just between Chicago and Arthur so I mean imagine yeah <laughs> it is well but uh, I mean it is true right the United yeah. States is is very much like India in that way that you know no one place is like the other, whether it's uh-huh. it's your accent or your food or how you how you live your lives uh-huh. or uh, where you focus on. I mean, there's so much of cultural diversity in oh. the United States as well. Oh, most definitely. So, um, what you else? know, I thought of something that uh-huh. I must share with you, Ariana, if you permit me. Sure. One thing I forgot to mention about my, my book, uh-huh. uh, which is a cool thing, which I think you'll love is as I was writing together and you know right it takes around six to eight months to really get the process going totally and I happened to this is your like your point about this the internet has helped us with so many opportunities Mm -hmm. that we probably did not have earlier I happened to see a painting of a particular girl uh, or a woman or a lady in the in the um in the New York area, mm-hmm. and she she belonged to the same area that I belong to in India. Mm-hmm. And somehow, it, it I literally like I was walking back home one day, and I from a walk in the evening, and I said, "Hey, you know how cool would it be that I reach out to her and ask her if she'd like to illustrate oh, for my book?" Yeah, and I just sent a blind. Um, message to her uh-huh. and I got a response and actually when you get see my book I'll definitely send you a copy awesome. you will see that each of the eight sections uh-huh. has a painting oh my and an illustration that she did for each of those sections so that her is name is cool. Japneet Kaur but I did want to mention that was really nice oh, wow. um, and it brought out a sisterhood aspect of two people just connecting blindly that's awesome. Something. So you just happened to see a painting you liked that she did, and then you actually contacted her, and she agreed to illustrate. That's just awesome. 
Right? <laughs> yes, I, I feel very proud of that story. And we are now yeah. friends. And, and we still haven't met each other, by the way. Not oh, even wow. once, but she's the one who is my illustrator. That's wonderful. I mean, I mean, how you see something you like, it, it isn't always, like, definite that they're going to, like, agree to do it. Or they might be busy. So, I mean, that's just awesome. Right. Right, right. I'm very, I'm very, I, it gives, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about that story. Well, yeah, that is very cool. That's, maybe fate was just working your way that day. <laughs> That's awesome. Correct, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. Wow. Um, is there anything else that you would like to talk about, or um, what you do um, that you would like to tell uh, our listeners? Let me think. Well, related to poetry, I've, I'm, I've recently uh, become really fond of narrating or just mm-hmm. reciting my poems. I think I, I know I sent you an yes, example. I think um, I'm going to attach it with the show so people will get, actually okay. get the people will get to hear it. So yes. Oh wow! All right. Yes. So I've I've, <laughs> um, I've developed uh, a passion for doing that, and mm-hmm. I just do that for myself. Sometimes on a Saturday afternoon, I just choose something I write and record it for myself. Whether I mm-hmm. use it or not is secondary. And uh, I don't know if you know, but like Poetry Foundation from the the, the Poetry Foundation in Chicago has mm-hmm. a has an option in the SoundCloud. You can go and record your poem and oh, tag wow. them for Neat. like take a classic poem and record it. So I'm huh. I'm doing a lot, couple of those as well. That's so cool. it's just a fun thing I like to do. Yeah, and another like work practitioner worship sure. it gives me a lot of self-satisfaction well, doing and, that. and when you put it out there you're also reaching another audience as well so i mean i got right. into i got into reciting some of my poetry lately and i created a whole other simple very simple podcast it's just my spoken poetry and um That's so that i can reach other people and I feel like with today's technology, people are always on the run. I mean, people are either reading like right. on their Kindles or they're listening to things. So I think if we narrate and speak our poetry, some people would rather listen to it than read it. So I think you're getting maybe two yes. different audiences. Two different audiences. Right, right, and and I, you're a hundred percent right. And that's actually how it started because I travel a lot for mm-hmm. work and. I'm addicted to some podcasts and uh-huh. I'm listening to them all the while at airports and in airplanes and I'm like, oh my God, like, let's make sure poetry is available more to listen yeah. as well, right? Not yes, just most read. definitely. That's great. That's very cool. Well, I, I wish you luck right. on continuing to do more of your narrating then because like, that's, I literally just started doing that in March. <laughs> Yes, I I didn't do I haven't done it for very long either. Except I still remember going back to my parents as a child. You know how schools would have uh-huh. recitation competitions. Oh yeah, <laughs> and my dad would stand me up, and I still remember Oh Captain, my Captain. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> anci- the the ancient Mariner. Like I can remember in my head, he was making us <laughs> learn how to do a good job standing on stage. And yes. I, I took speech classes, yeah. <laughs> public speaking, I took speech in high school and public speaking in college. You did? Yeah. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. That's why you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, like I said, I, I, mostly where I started my practice um, getting my poetry reading it was actually for church. Um, my old church that I go, went to, I would create a Christmas poem every Christmas and recite it on our Christmas Eve service. And now I've done it oh for the last... Yeah. I love it. I know. It's so... It's fun. And then I actually have done it for the last couple of years now at the church that I'm working at now. So, um, 
it's pretty neat. So that's that where I got amazing. my start. Yes, that yeah. is amazing. What a, what a, uh, I mean, it's a neat way, right, to make an uh -huh. impact and do what you do the best. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's funny. I'm, like, we are chatting. I just, today is my husband's birthday. Aww. And get, and of course, uh, guess what my gift to him was for his birthday. It oh. was a recited poem called Aww. Arguments. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Arguments. <laughs> Oh, that's that's got to be. And you said you guys live far apart right now. No, he's he actually left his old world. And oh, okay, good. I was gonna say that would be so hard to. Yes, oh, that would be. That would have been difficult living so far apart, you know, and so far away from each other. So. It was, but it it did create a lot of poetry, Ariana. Oh, so I, I bet. <laughs> I can't. I can only imagine. <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't want to keep you on here too long. I'm just trying to make sure I touched on um, everything. Is there uh, other places online that our listeners could find you besides Amazon? They can look up your name and find your book, Shelling Peanuts. Um, uh, Shelling Peanuts and Stringing Words, right? That is right. Shelling Peanuts and Stringing Words. Um, there's a, I have a YouTube channel by my name where I'm now posting my narrated poetry oh, awesome. uh, as well. Great. And then my TED Talks, TED Talk is, of course, available okay. online. Too. Okay. We'll have to share your link on our uh, Night Moves Radio uh, Facebook page to show your uh, TED Talk. And maybe I'll, I'll look up your YouTube channel and we'll uh, try to post that, too. That is great. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, um, you know, again, talking with us today. I, I was, like, really, I, I, I know that I'm kind of, like, I was really thought it was cool that you did a TED Talk. Like, I watch those online all the time. And I was, like, telling uh, Josh, uh, I'm more into poetry, so I handled the interview tonight. I was like, she did a TED Talk. You know, I was like, you know, that that's cool. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. you I'm know. proud of it as well. Um, and and I, I, I feel like uh, I want to, I'm ready to do another one, uh, but that's probably going to be next year. Wow. So um, before I let you go, I'm just curious, how does one get involved in doing a TED Talk? I mean, how did they invite you? How did you get to do that? Yeah, that's a great question and, and something that a lot of people ask. You know, you actually, um, I actually just learned about the the TED Talk in the area. Mm -hmm. And uh, you submit, you, you go through an application process, both uh -huh. a written and a video application process. And mm -hmm. then they do a short list and they meet you, talk to you. So it's, um, you just go through the process and they select you for the Oh, for wow. The talk. That's amazing. I mean, that, I mean, they selected you to do a TED Talk. I mean, I mean. There's a, a lot of, like, big oh, names out there that's you. done TED Talks. So I just, like, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank <laughs> oh, you. You're welcome. So, I mean, you should be very proud of that. <laughs> I am. I am proud. But I tell you, if you have to make me choose, Ariana, uh -huh. I'm, prouder of, I'm prouder of my book because the whole, it's like, it truly is like giving birth to a baby. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I, I agree with you there. <laughs> right. Let, I let, let us sweat. <laughs> So I'm sure you understand oh. what people go through. Oh, like, I, I really do, believe me. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I won't say it's sweat and tears. It's not that bad, but there is a lot of work, and sometimes there's some restless nights trying to get it all put together. Yeah, and there's some, I don't know if you have it or you see others, but there are moments when you question your own decision. Mm -hmm. on, are you ready? Is it the right time? Should yeah. Should you be publishing? Is it worth publishing? Yeah, I know. Et cetera. And then you worry when you put it out there, like, what if it's no good? 
You didn't start writing because you needed to publish. You wrote because you're compelled to write. So yes. just do that and it'll be okay. I know. That's what you have to keep in mind as a writer. Like you, you just, you're not doing it just to publish. You're doing it. And I have to keep in mind, I tell people, I'm doing it to inspire others. And I want my writing to like inspire others and to possibly maybe help them. So, you know, I always have to keep Correct. that in mind. You know, it's not just because it's a publishing thing. So, yeah. Correct. Exactly. Yes, I and even, even though you're in the publishing space, I'm sure that helps you to oh, help yeah. others as well. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, um, it's been great talking to you, Kashiana. Um, maybe we'll have you on again sometime. We can talk about some more topics of the Indian culture. Um, I'm really, I'm really curious about it. I mean, United States has made movies. Yeah, in the United States, there's movies. There's Indian Indians have been in movies. They've talked about India. I mean, I, I want to know how close to the truth they are. You know, so. Let's yeah. let's think about a few things and we can get together again, Ariana. Yeah. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. That would be great. All right. Well, well thanks. Uh, if that's all, uh -huh. I it can is. let you go. Sure. Um, and thank you so much. Oh, I really, really do appreciate your conversation. Oh, yeah, and I had a blast talking to you. Um, thanks for coming on Night Moves Radio, and we hope to have you back again. Ditto. Have a good night. Okay, thank you. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode Moves. Tune in again. I'm sure we'll be back soon. Goodbye. The Alphabet Poem. 26 Journeys for the Children of Syria. An Epitaph bridge. An epitaph bridge. A. Apple of our eyes. Stay forever sweet. B. Born to be a poem. You're rhyming 13 years. C. Ceremonial colors in life. Death richer red. D. Dancing footsteps tiny free. Glide across the skies now. E. Even today she waits. Warm bun in hand. F. Freedom is now yours, my child. You smile toothless. G. Greeted by bullets, my womb became your casket. H. Hope. Hope you are somewhere kind. You deserved not dread. I. Imminent scholar boy, your books will wait your turn. J. Just your little finger clasp keeps me alive. K. Keep your friends company. Sing aloud in unison. L. Lofty goals did not save my child. I cannot forgive. M. Monstrous wails of your mother will miss you, angel. N. Never lose your crayons. Draw a clear blue sky, son. Oh, only yesterday I bought you a kite. Only yesterday I bought you a kite. I buried it today. P. Put your head to the pillow, my child. You deserve rest. Q. Court to the gods up there, the hymn of a butterfly. Court to the gods up there, the hymn of a butterfly. R. 
refugee child, you went to the sea. The ark set you free. S. Stringing snipers' bombs was not how I planned your life. T. Theater to the world's script, you acted your part with a smile. You, under a starless sky, I will look at you, my pole star. V. Wanes overflow with terror, she still sings you a lullaby. W. Vicky returns blood in response. Vicky returns blood in response. Syria, your children, we mourn. X. X-ray films show a dark shadow. Your tiny bones are already ash. Why? You never learned to call me Baba? You never learned to call me Baba? We taught you the syllables of war instead. Z, Zara, Zara, you barely blossomed. <laughs> the earth needed your scent. Zara, you barely blossomed. The earth needed your scent. 26 epitaphs for the children of Syria. Thank you for listening to the Cloverleaf Radio Network, where you can find shows such as The Hollywood Connection, Cloverleaf Radio, Night Moves Radio, and Soul Stories. You can find us on Facebook under the Cloverleaf Radio Network. We broadcast on Anchor, Blog Talk Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and many more. Tune in anytime during the week. We post our links. You can listen on your own time, on your own day, anytime you want. We provide you with new material every week. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.